0: And you already know what time it is, every Tuesday night at 8, it's another edition of the MCW Cast. Thank you for welcoming us right back into your world. I'm Legacy, MCW Pro Ring Announcer, MC Master of Ceremonies, Larry Legend, and joining us again in studio, MCW Pro General Manager, the one and only, Phil Stamper.
1: It's always great to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Legacy yet.
0: Well, I mean, will, I, will I be a legacy? You have a couple. I, don't know. I have
1: a, I, I have a legacy. You
0: know what? I think I'm you a... have had to have stepped foot in the original Bone Breakers to be a legacy player. That's fair. And I don't think you made it to one of those holiday no, parties. Did. Way back did. in the day. Right. Um, but you're not the only one in the room with us, as always. Well, someone came up with a moniker for you. I saw recently. (laughs) Tara. (laughs) The heart, okay? The heart of MCW Pro. Tara, I think that may have been Daryl Doctor D. I don't know. Well, thank you
2: for that. I don't know, but here I am. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to us on um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and also all the major podcast platforms, Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox, and there might be a few others that I don't know about because um, that is not my area of expertise. <laughs> but thank you all for listening, and thank you to those Coffee Club members who support us each week and each month. We really love and appreciate your support, and we love that you send in questions for us to ask our guests. So.
0: So, you know, a lot of the folks at home may be wondering, why a coffee club, you know? And I think that after so many episodes <laughs> under our belts, I must remind everyone, I have an affinity for coffee. I actually just tried out a new coffee shop today called Good Neighbor Coffee. Mm. It's on Falls Road, uh, right near the dispensary Ethos, which used to be Missions of Hampton, hun. Ah. and um, it was delightful. I think the best part about it was that you got to watch the entire process of your coffee being made in front of you, along with whatever kind of little nosh you wanted, Mm -hmm. and they had a lovely outdoor patio. Uh, So thank you, coffee club members. Mm -hmm. I am a coffee enthusiast. I have several cups of coffee a day, Tara, as (laughs) well, and we thank you for keeping us nice and caffeinated. It's one of the reasons I I have so much energy when I'm here for the MCW (laughs) cast every week is because I'm...
1: Helly,
2: Eight o'clock at night, and we're drinking. <laughs> right. Lots I was of looking at that. I'm
1: like, what are you
2: I doing? Ju- I just drank a cup, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, though? I, I think that when you drink coffee long enough, like you can just drink it and go to bed. 100%. Like yeah. there are some times that it'll keep me up, but I think because I drink it a lot, it doesn't really catch up to me. But if I have a soda, which I literally never drink, but if I have a soda, I will stay up all night. Well, that's and the it's sugar. like one little No, I don't do sugar. Oh. Remember?
1: Well, that's oh, why if you drink a soda, then.
2: No, I mean, a di- a, a sugar, but I mean, even the artificial
1: sugars. Soda.
0: Yeah, it to stimulate you a little bit and the, 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 the bubbles, the carbonation. Oh,
2: true. Know. Well, so does coffee. Yeah, but I guess because I have that kind of caffeine on a regular basis that then when I switch it up and have different caffeine, that all of a sudden my brain's like, whoa, what's, what's this? Going up? What's going on? Yeah. What random thoughts would you like to have at 3 a.m.? Well, <laughs> like,
0: oh, I have been there. I've been there with literally my eyes uh, wide open yes. in bed, you know, just like, I
2: cannot get to sleep. <laughs> and this is why the coffee shop is
0: next to the dispensary.
2: So anyway I, I, I
1: have to admit I'm a I'm a rock star recovery guy. I can't do really Coffee I've never liked, the flavor of sodas I'm trying to stay away from, carbonated beverages I'm staying away from, but Rockstar Recovery is a, more like a juice, caffeine drink. I love it. I'm addicted to it.
0: I remember when they were all the rave. I remember uh, some of the MCW shows that we would go on yeah. tour for, Jeff would just come with like bags and bags yeah. of white monster, blue <laughs> monster. Yeah, it's, it's the, well,
2: I was just going to say white and blue monster are my two <laughs> yeah, favorites a, the, still, well, and it's the, from those days. days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Those are my two favorite.
0: Yeah. Well, enough about us stimulating ourselves. Let's (laughs) stimulate our audience. And how about our episode last week? That was stimulating too. <laughs> we hardly even had to open our mouths with Playboy, Pretty Boy, Hollywood, Bob Starr in
1: studio with Would you us. expect anything else from Bob, though? <laughs> no,
0: it's great. I you mean, know what? I, we want to have him
2: back. I think we all said that. There were so many things that like we didn't even get to talk about, so well, we I can mean, have him
0: back. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't think we're the only ones that want to have him back because what about that outpouring of questions yeah. from the fan base? Guys, all of our uh, guests, Leo Rush included... Never as much of a response for wanting to hear from the legend, icon of Maryland Mm -hmm. wrestling, Playboy Bobby Starr. So thank you, fans. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the questions. And we want those questions for all of our guests. Now, we haven't mentioned it for a while, but the hashtag is AskMCWCast. Mm -hmm. Interact with us. If you use that hashtag uh, on Twitter, we're going to... Targeted, and we're mm-hmm. going to see what is Greg Papaloukas saying, what is Charles he <laughs> saying, what is Doctor D saying. You know, so please interact with us. We love to hear from you, and uh, yeah, that's that's about all I got to say about that. That's right. And, you know, if you're looking
2: for some MCW wrestling action, be sure to check out our Flashback Friday every week. Uh, this week, it's Drawlix with Amber Rodriguez versus Christian York with special enforcer Ron Simmons. Now, that took place all the way back in 2014 at Autumn Armageddon in Hollywood, one of our favorite places mm-hmm, to go. Mm-hmm.
1: That's my favorite venue. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's mean, close to you. I mean, I'm a Southern Maryland <laughs> kid, so like that's that's literally the closest wrestling has ever been in my life. So to be able to drive 25 minutes out of my front door and be like, wrestling is here. Like, and, I mean, I'm doing drives across the country, mm-hmm. and so to be able to do yeah. that 25 minutes away – I completely Hallelujah.
2: understand. Well, that, yeah. that's how I feel about Joppa. I mean, it's 10 minutes from my house now, so, you know, it's really convenient. So I like that. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, go to our sponsors, and then we'll be back with our guest. And Larry, why don't you tell everybody who our guest
0: is? You know what? I am pleased as punch to let everyone watching know that our guest will be the last reigning MCW Pro Champion. You last saw him on the Tribute to Bruiser special. I'm talking about Keikoa.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to MCW Cast. So excited to be here and so excited that Kako is here with us, former MCW Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion. So glad that you're here with us today.
3: I just need to like just take a second to kind of like just appreciate the moment because like just coming into the doors, it it's it, it feels like it's it's been so long, but then you come into the doors and you're like, "Has it been that long?" Like it's just I'm just glad to be here. So thank you guys for having
1: me. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about tell us about the first time you walked through those doors. What was it like when you first showed up at MCW? It was so like intimidating
3: because I had wanted to come to MCW for so long and knowing that Bruiser and and I've said this before in other interviews, I owe everything to Bruiser for this. He essentially let me kind of jump the line because for those that that haven't heard um, you know, we had worked a, a couple other shows in like Delaware and West Virginia, so he knew of me and he's watched me. So then, once I, would you know, finally got the cojones to go up to him and be like, "Hey, you know, I want to sh- like, what do I got to do?" You know, so then I had already knew what the okay, this is step one, this is step two, this is step three on how to get into MCW. And then he essentially just came to me and was like, "Hey, can you make it in February?" And, and like, it it kind of took me back because I was like, "Are you sh- are you you sure like?" You want me to come to that show? And it was the uh, the Four Horsemen show, which to me is like, I know there's going to be a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And you want me to come to that one? And it's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, kind of coming in, it's like, okay, here's your shot. And here's the show that they're putting you on. So it's like, here's the pressure. Go on ahead. Enjoy. So it was a little intimidating. But once um, once like the, I, I felt like the fans were behind me from, from the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it helps with the helmet that I come out with and, you know, the gear that I have. It, they kind of go, all right, I'm going to pay attention. Like, who is this you, person?
2: And, it's di- you know, it's different. It's unique. It's powerful. Thank you. And, you, you know, it, it, that is what gets people's attention.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you have you have an entrance. Like, yes. It, it isn't just some people what they call an entrance and they're, oh, I'm walking down the ramp. Like, you have, like, a full-on pay attention music blare and, like, you are ready to go and it shows. Yeah. That's 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 the goal. And
2: you put a lot into your entrance. I remember one time um, you had asked me to film you back behind the curtain. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, and we had to like you wanted it. I had to redo it a couple of times because you were very specific about how you wanted it to appear. Mm-hmm. And like I respected that so much because oh. a lot of guys don't care. Like they're caring about the end game, getting to the ring. Mm-hmm. But you literally were concerned about what you looked like behind the curtain and how it would show up on the camera. And like this to me, that said, that impressed me because it said that you cared about all aspects of it. And that was when you first started here. So I didn't really know too much about you then at that point. <laughs>
3: well, thank you. Um, yeah, I I, I just kind of have that mindset of, you know, I, just, like, just like you guys are saying, like everybody only focuses on one aspect. And it's like, there's an entire, there's so many other elements that we can be focusing on. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, when I talk to young wrestlers or I even talk to fans and when they watch a match or they watch something and they go, that was weird and I don't know why. And then when you kind of dissect it and you kind of pick it apart and you go, well, this is why like it, it either didn't come off right or it was kind of awkward and then it mm-hmm. makes sense to people. So even going back to like, here's all of these small details. And if you just just tweak this and tweak that, like this could be like, oh, all of a sudden, like this is a big deal. So I I try as as best as I can to be the best performer and the and just the best entertainer that I can be from the time that I get to the building to the all right, doors are closing. So I'm so I'm glad that it worked out.
0: Yeah. It certainly so, did work mm-hmm. out. And it's interesting to me that you bring up the bruiser and the intimidation factor about not only being welcome to MCW and the family, but being welcomed at such a significant show that a lot of eyes would be on. And I guarantee you it's because Bruiser, if there was one thing we can say about him, is that he had a real eye for assessing Uh, you know potential talent and then also kind of and I guess he got this from Dan and his upbringing putting that talent on the spot to be like oh yeah 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 can you come through to the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup and then it's like I got the butterflies yeah I want to be there but you want me to be there in front of all those eyes so yeah yeah, it it just uh, it goes hand in glove with your story of him assessing you welcoming you and then welcoming you to such a big stage uh, and knowing that you would have such impactful of even an entrance that everyone was going to take notice of you when you came out on that mcw pro stage so yeah uh
3: it it was also um a little bit of help of uh joey mercury when he was here at the time because um for those that uh that don't know i you know i treat this i'm a professional wrestler so i treat this business as a professional so i come dressed in a suit to Mm -hmm. all my events um and joey didn't see me wrestle that night uh, because I went up to him after the match and asked him if he could, he's like, I, ah, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I'm like, okay, no problem. But then when he saw me in the suit, he walked over and he's like, did you come from work? And I said, no, this is, this is what I do. This is how I come. And he like looks over at Bruiser and he goes, bring this kid back. I don't care what his match was. He's <laughs> like, just bring him back. And, and I, to, again, to me, it was like, it was also a breath of fresh air to me because I've always had that mentality and I've always just wanted to treat this as as again as best as i can and i wanted to be somewhere where they were going to appreciate these little things so then once i heard that and then once you know again like the camera work and everything like that once everything was appreciated i'm like i'm not leaving like whatever i have to do like i'm, I'm not leaving
2: when the fans decided you weren't leaving too because right. you know you're after your first appearance here i mean there were people then that went out and made homemade shirts with your name yeah. on it like because you didn't even have like uh, stuff to sell at that point I guess or I don't know if you uh, did yeah, yeah I, I don't think you did or, at the very beginning yeah, yeah. and so people, you know people had just met you and you made such an impression that it was like we want to make Kakoa shirts you know ins-
3: isn't like it's insane <laughs> like, to think about
2: it is right and and you know it's it's this business is all about connecting with the audience mm-hmm. and if you don't connect I don't care if you're the greatest wrestler out there they're not going to care about you unless yep. like you've done something to really reach them. And, you know, you did that. And that's not something that we see every day.
3: Yeah. And I even got taken back by the first time that we went. uh, I think it was the first time that we went to Hollywood or at least for me. And um, one of the kids came up and they had made a poster. They drew my helmet. And then the dad's like, do you like his face paint? And, like, I looked at it, and I didn't even – like, I had already looked at the kid, and I didn't even realize, like, oh, that's mine. Like, (laughs) oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, awesome. And I was like, oh, crap, this is working. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. They're building an emotional attachment to you. And you know something, Tara? You brought up a really good point. Uh, It's not just the captivating of the fans, but also – Kind of, and pardon this expression, the work you did in the back to get someone like Joey Mercury Mm -hmm. to notice you. I'm going to say this right now. Three names that never showed up, not in a suit, to wherever I was on the indies. Adam Cole, Leo Rush, Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. Every time you saw them before the show started, after the show was over, if they were just coming to get a look at, those three names that I just mentioned always paid so much attention to i am a pro Mm -hmm. i'm gonna look like a pro if a kid sees me after the show's over Mm -hmm. if somebody is like who's this guy they're gonna look at me like i know what i'm doing and i'm i spoke i'm supposed to be here and uh, look at the path that those three names that i just mentioned followed
2: they're not weekend warriors who are just working an indie show once a month you know i mean
3: no and and i think that that's to me that's been one of the most frustrating aspects during this pandemic has been I I felt like the pandemic was a true test to the wrestling industry of, okay, who's going to stay ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's, who's going to wait until it's over and then get ready. And unfortunately the percentage of people that stayed ready is very, 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 very low. And then it's, you know, like I've some of the shows that I have done since, since we've, you know, kind of come back and, you know, things are opening up. uh, There's times I've traveled, You know 10 hours to go work somebody and they're they're completely exhausted in four minutes Mm -hmm. and then it's Mm -hmm. and then you're kind of driving home and especially now that i have a daughter i'm I'm kind of driving home and i'm just i'm just angry because i'm like you took time away from my daughter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you took time like you like i'm i want again i i want to be the best professional that i can be i want to make sure that i'm prepared for everybody that i'm going to step in the ring with i want to give you my best i want you to come into the ring with me and go okay i get it now like I, I understand that there's there's two different types of um, of backstory or reputation that comes with me. And I and I completely understand that some people have the bad side because they look at me and, and how I treat the business and they don't get it. And that's fine. I, I understand that. I'm not here for you. Then there's the other people that do get it. And if you do get it, then great. I want to work with you because if you get it, then you understand why I do what I do. And I and again, I want to be ready. And again, this whole pandemic has been an eye opener of what the line is of independent wrestling and what the line of professional wrestling is. And I and I and I love that everybody gets to be in this. If you want to be part of the wrestling business, by all means, I don't care what your preference is, who you are, your background doesn't matter. You should be in the business. But with that being said, you have to understand who else you're you're dealing with and that Mm -hmm. if if that makes sense yeah
0: absolutely well you know what i want to get into uh because i've been mentioning uh, several times that for me a lot of the stars that mcw has been able to produce came at a time where i was kind of on the road myself so Mm -hmm. what i really want to hear about at this point is your early days like how did you even get involved to start the path to eventually be invited to mcw pro
3: uh i mean luckily again like you know like i was saying with um you know getting to work with bruiser I mean, I couldn't have gotten luckier because everybody else that's come to me like, hey, how do I get into MCW? And I'm like, I got lucky. (laughs) Like, I'm (laughs) sorry, I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, (laughs) but otherwise you got to come work the birthday parties. And, you know, and again, even to that credit, like there's a lot of times where I'm like, yeah, you know, if you want to go work one, like just let me know and Mm -hmm. come ride with me. And then the amount of people just...
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember the yeah. first time you came to a birthday party, you had like eight people with you or something, and they were all dressed professionally. And I was like, wow, this is the, awesome. At
3: the time, I was running a wrestling school, and I'm like, you absolutely aren't coming unless right. you are dressed professionally. Like, right. Otherwise, I'm sending you home. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: no, it, it was noticed 100%. Thank you.
3: Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, before that, I mean, just um, getting around as much as I can. As um, y- as, soon as, as soon as I was done with wrestling school, you know, it's like the, the chains are off, like go on ahead. So anywhere that I could go and, you know, I've been incredibly fortunate to work with ring of honor, work with evolve. I've gotten to go, uh, you know, overseas on tours. Mm-hmm. So like just learning from everybody has gotten me prepared for MCW. And I even, as much as I get frustrated, I'm like, man, I wish I was here like, you know, five years ago or, you know, even further back. I don't know if I would have been as confident or as prepared to be here because, and I've said this to other people, like, the roster here is insane like there's not one person I think that's on the roster that couldn't carry the torch if they had if they were given the opportunity like if if they were in the right if, if they had the right path I feel like every like that's how talented everybody is here so I think that I wouldn't have been as successful as I have been in my short tenure here but again I've been lucky
1: now how long have you been wrestling
3: so I'm coming up on 15 years this fall
1: and you mentioned that right
0: when you got out of uh, wrestling school, it was kind of like the chains were off. Well, take us back to that, I, because I, that's what I want to unearth is where, where did you get started? Who trained you? All all of that good Wavy stuff. Wavy lines, 2006. I, <laughs> <laughs> <Hold on>. <laughs> <laughs> did
3: I got, I got, the, way, see, I got the reference. You
2: always want to be a wrestler. Like, was this your childhood oh, dream? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely
3: um okay. yeah i i told my i told my mom when uh when i was a young kid that i wanted to do it and they of course every other parent they're like oh yeah they'll, they'll grow out of it <laughs> and then luckily for me i had met somebody that had a pro wrestling memorabilia store in allentown pennsylvania the guy's name was uh, bud carson so he had a ring in the back of his shop and at the time the samoans were training there but then they ended up getting their own building and then he started his own wrestling school mm-hmm. and since i had come by when i was you know in high school and I was still in high school. He was like, "Hey, I'm starting up my wrestling school." And this is actually a really funny story. So my dad, um, as a graduation president, because I was this was my senior year, he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to plan like maybe like we'll go on a cruise or something like that. You and your you know girlfriend." And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she didn't like cruises, so he's like, "All right," he's like, "I'll just give you 500 bucks and you can just you know go a trip here. Congratulations, you graduated high school." So I had the 500 dollars. We were planning a trip to Daytona. And then when Bud was about to start this wrestling school. He was like, "Hey, do you want to sign up?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "How much money you got?" I'm like, "How much you need?" He goes, "How much money you got?" I'm like, "I got five hundred dollars." And he was like, "Good enough for me." He's like, "Let's put that as a down payment. And we'll, we'll start going." And then I had to go home and be like, "Honey, um, yeah, we're not going to Florida. <laughs> like, we're not going on. We're not going on vacation." She's like, "I get it." Um, so yeah, I started training, and then um, when the chains came off, it was at the time the MySpace days when MySpace was taking over the wrestling industry and that's how, you know, you networked before it was, you know, send your tapes and send your promo pictures Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. But now it was the days of MySpace and, um, Uh, The first company that gave me an opportunity outside of the rub that I got from my trainers was AIWF all the way down in North Carolina, a guy by the name of Rick Diesel, who started that company. And now they've branched off and now they have all of these other AIWF affiliates, which is really cool. Um, But yeah, he gave me my start and um, I would drive all the way down there on a Saturday and then I would have to drive straight back. And I worked at Red Robin Sunday morning (laughs) and I had to be clocked in at 7 a.m. So. Ooh. Yeah, good times. Good wow. times.
2: Who was your first match?
3: Uh, I mean, against. technically, my first match was probably my, against my trainer, Bill Daly. Um, mm-hmm. We did, like, a student show at, at the school, which was really fun. And he actually, like, gave me my first pair of tights. And then I found some kick pads. And I always knew my I wanted my colors to be orange and black. Mm-hmm. So I found some kick pads that were white and black. And I just spray painted the back. And I'm like, all right, this will work for now. <laughs> and, I was, and then I immediately bought a first pair of boots. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Bill Bill, I owe so much to. And, um, unfortunately, like he didn't have the career that he wanted due to injury, but he's messaged me so many times saying like, you know, that he's, he, he feels like he's right there with me, you know, especially when, when I, you know, get on WWE or, you know, when I won the MCW title here, like when he gets Mm -hmm. to see that I get to do all these cool things, he's like, it's, it's just awesome. So I appreciate that. He's, he's still with me
0: vicariously living through his student. Yes. Well, that is uh, definitely a heartwarming tale. So, okay, that's always wanted to do this. You know, went on to do your training in the Allentown area. Mm-hmm. When did you feel like you really came into your own? And uh, was it doing those ten-hour trips down to to North Carolina, or when did you feel like, hey, I don't know, to for Rick Diesel,
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> well, <that's laughs> yeah, the personal take. Sorry, <laughs> but when no. did
0: you felt like you arrived, like I- I'm I'm doing this thing. I'm here to dance.
3: I feel like. Uh there was always a moment where, like, I kind of felt it, but then as time went on, it was like, okay, now I feel a little bit more. Now I feel a little bit more. Um, for those that have known me for a bit, um, I started as Keiko the Flying Hawaiian. And, That's how I met you. Yeah. yeah way I back when. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: way back when in the old. 2300 arena yes uh you came into the dark match for czw i did uh, yeah. uh i fict-
3: i faced uh, ricky reyes that night that's and right. uh i was like man just just carry me through because he had been there and i know that the czw fans are so different compared to everybody else and that's what i like to do when i go somewhere where like i'm not familiar i'm like what do they like here because i don't know and i'm gonna take your guidance so Credit to Ricky, like he really guided me through the match, and um, and even afterwards they were chanting like, "Please come back." So I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, I should be, I should be back then soon." <laughs> Which I did. One more event, I did an eye pay per view over at the hockey arena. Yep, and I then remember, that was, yeah, then that was pretty much it. I faced Pepper Parks, who's uh, now with AEW. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I was the Flying Lion for quite a while, like eight, nine years, wow. and at that time I felt ready. But then I would go to Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor was like, hey, you need to you just need more. There's something there's something missing. And then I would go to WWE and they're like, yeah, you need to take these risks. And, you know, we need more. We need more. And I just didn't know what that was. And luckily for me, as much as, you know, everybody kind of looks at it as a downfall, like I tore my ACL and I looked at it as a positive because I'm like, okay, now I have time to think about it Mm -hmm. because now I'm not doing all these bookings on the weekend. I can just sit and then I can come back and I can have something completely different. So that's how. Essentially, the transition started to the Hawaiian Warrior, but first I came back as a as a heel. I wanted to do a heel character. I wanted to be the Warrior King King Keikoa, and uh, I based it off of the original King of Hawaii King Kamehameha, who, as I was like researching, I read this story about how he took these kids to the top of a volcano and he threw them down the volcano to sacrifice them to the gods in order to win a war. And I'm like, that's a that's bad. Like, why is? <laughs> right like this guy is a college named after him and he's got a statue and i'm like what (laughs) how is this possible and i was like oh but that's easy wrestling so then you know i got the helmet made Mm -hmm. i got the robe made and then i started doing that but everybody knew me as such a good guy Mm. and then they were like yeah we don't we don't want you to be a bad guy can you just (laughs) can you do the other thing and i'm like can you can you be the flying wine i'm like well he's dead so I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to he do. He was thrown in the volcano. He yeah, was right. Uh, he was legitimate. sacrificed. Yeah, I, I honestly hate looking at those pictures. I mean, everybody always appreciates like the, you know, the road, which I get. But there's times where I'm looking at those pictures, like, what are you doing, you fucking <laughs> kid? Um, but yeah, then um, once they didn't want me to be that, and I had this helmet that I paid a lot of money for, mm-hmm. and I had this rope that I paid a lot of money for, and I'm like, well, now it's just sitting there, and then it was literally just dumbing it down because Keikoa is it, it means the courageous the warrior, warrior doesn't it yeah it means yeah, the courageous warrior exactly. in hawaiian and i'm like why don't I just call myself the hawaiian warrior and i'm like okay like <laughs> makes sense i'm like now i'm gonna wear the helmet out which a lot of old school guys when i was like pitching the idea i'm like what do you think about that like keener mm-hmm. I'll, I'll rib on keener all day so <laughs> Ke- i asked keener and he and he's an old school guy so he's like you have a pretty face why would you cover it and i'm like but the helmet, right. <laughs> but the helmet's really cool, and I paid a lot of money for it.
2: And they'll still see your pretty face when you're yeah. in the ring. So yeah. you know, I was like, I'm go- only wearing it world. to the to right.
3: the to the ring, and I'm gonna take it off. And but then
2: it adds to the theatrics of it. Yeah, I like you know? it,
3: and I'm then actually you getting reveal it.
1: Reveal your pretty face to the crowd right?
3: Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, there's a helmet 2.0 that's in the works oh, currently. Oh, nice. All um right. it's a, it, it, there's no like major spoilers or anything like that it's essentially the same thing it's just kind of like updated because a lot of people have mishandled it it's cracked it's broken it's mm. it's got some wear and tear over the past you know six years that i've had it now so i'm like yeah, it's time for a new one okay so i'm excited
2: all right well we're gonna he- hear a little bit more about your time here at mcw and what things you've gone on to since then so we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with kakoa All right, Kakoa, that had to be my most favorite entrance ever in MCW. It was so unique. Friends of mine were involved, so I was excited yeah. about that. But it was just so cool. What were your thoughts that night?
3: Well, it was my favorite, too. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it had been a long like, process to, to put all that together mm-hmm. uh, because... It was essentially like, hey, we want something like we want jazzed up for this show. Can you do something? I'm like, yeah, I can do something. And then it was like a process of, all right, what am I allowed to do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because first I was like, all right, I want fire. (laughs) But it's an older building. You know, they were worried about like the the fire with the smoke detectors and whatnot. So like, all right, that's out the window. And then I wanted like you know, maybe like, us, you know, Haka dancers to come out and, you know, do like this big war chant because I felt like, you know, me and Dante, we were Mm -hmm. in this war essentially. So, but I couldn't find enough male Haka dancers to do it. Not that I don't, not that it was more or less like, that's just what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like, Oh, I can't have females now. I just, I, I couldn't find them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like, okay, now I'm down to hula dancers. I'm like, how many, what's the odds that I can find hula dancers in Maryland? (laughs)
2: So how did you find them? Because the um, two of them, um, Candy and Kate, they are the mom and sister of yeah. two of our biggest wrestling fans that sit in the front row for every show, have had multiple um, parties here, Al Reagan Brune, And so it was just... Like this big full circle
3: thing. And I was like,
1: wait, I know them. We got got a big family.
3: (laughs) It's just pure luck. When I was like on Facebook and Google and Mm -hmm. trying to find whatever I can, like once I found that, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, (laughs) all right, let me hit them up right away. And then it was, hey, you know, this is who I am. You know, this is what I'm looking for. Like, is this something that Mm -hmm. we can do? And then um, the music for them specifically, like I had found that, song or you know that melody mm-hmm. you know whatever you like to call it and i edited it together and i sent it to him and i was like whatever you want to do i'm like just put something together for me but like here's my vision mm-hmm. and then it was my vision of something on the stage and then and then walking down and then just being spread out because i really liked you know like Cena's entrance where he had all of these guys like we have this ramp so like let's use it right and so i, I wanted as as many girls as i could or as as many people as i could and I'm just glad that it it looked the way that it did.
0: Yeah, yeah it looked like a proper royal procession. Right. Well, they they like. do that for
2: parades and prov- you know yeah. they work together as a Legit. troop professionally. Right. Yeah. So it what a strange set of circumstances that of course they would also be MCW fans. Yeah, that's why
3: I keep saying I'm just I'm just lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, just watching them do that and then. Um, you know just then of course like you know finding it, like you were saying that they're they're big fans i'm like oh so you knew <laughs> like, <laughs> right thank you but it was fun like to even when we got here and we were putting it together and then i'm you know grabbing the cameraman and like all right so let's do this let's do that and then i watched like the rest of the boys and the rest of the roster mm-hmm. kind of stopping what they're doing they're like what the hell is this mm-hmm. and then we d- we did like a run through like i don't know maybe like two or three times right. and they're like all right, I'm watching this. So I was yeah. like, all right,
2: this got cool. like it, to be cool. It's that attention to detail thing. It yeah. really is. It's that extra effort that makes you stand out. And that's what you've done from day one.
3: That's right.
2: So, I try. yeah.
0: You know what else? So it's money. Like, because I see an entrance like that or sometimes the kind of elaborate stuff that Leo Rush does mm-hmm. in, oh, his, yeah. uh, in his, uh, you know, kind of like his characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy is investing mm-hmm. a lot more than just like face paint and gear. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you know, this is a whole you know crew of people. As a matter of fact, it also, it reminds me Moose did something like that for one of Moose's first may have been his first pay per view match in Ring of Honor back in twenty fifteen at Final Battle, and I remember we were there at Terminal Five, and all these gorgeous women were just kind of standing around with ROH shirts on, and I'm like, what is this? And that was kind of really what I think it elevated his level <laughs> to you know the success that he's gone on. So. You know, it's money. Well, um, and
2: you know, wrestling is being larger than life. Exactly. You know, yeah. and how many times have we worked on an indie show or gone to one where you have guys that are in sweatpants and sneakers, and that's their gear?
0: What about the ring announcers? Sometimes.
2: Oh God! Or the referees. I love it when the referees wear jeans. Oh yeah. And I was just untucked that. shirts. That's my favorite. Or Vans. But, the Vans yeah. is their
3: shoes. And I'm like, yeah.
2: Uh, right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like it, it's it's that separation. <laughs> my brains go down
1: the worst of yeah. this. The worst. <laughs> you know the, the separation pull between out my being list a professional all the things that and, i've seen right. you
2: know not being a professional like you said at the very beginning you know you're a professional presentation
3: a 100% you know. cuz yep. i mean my my thought process is you know of course you know like as i've said like this is all i've ever wanted to do i want to uh, I, I want to succeed as far as i can so my thought is okay if somebody's going to see this i want them to just go oh imagine if Imagine if he did that for us, like, Mm -hmm. with our lights and our production. Right.
0: And it works. That's all all I'm thinking about. Tommy Dreamer saw Leo's entrance at one of the cage of deaths. I think it was one of the first times he did the Blackheart Mm -hmm. immediately. He was like, I want you at House of Hardcore. And Leo was really excited about it. He was like, and like literally an hour later, he was like, oh, and can you do that thing you did with the, with <laughs> yeah. the dead girl? Yeah. And he was like, you do have a dead girl, you know, like, oh, you know, Yeah, it's in my right? trunk. I keep her <laughs> yeah. in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's that next level right. uh attention to detail. We're going right back to it that, you mm-hmm. know, got you up there. I got a question um, in, in your early days, I just always like to pick the brains of our our guest here in the studio, did you ever have any time where someone kind of tried to test you in the ring or or maybe kind of get cute with you? Uh, and how did you how did you handle yourself in that in that situation?
3: So the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, yeah, I was at WXW and I uh, again, I, I came off the wrong way to a tag team. I actually forget what they what their team name is off the top of my head. Um, they used to come out with like, you know, the big boom boxes and everything oh, like all that. All money is legal. All money is legal. So Good uh, bull.
0: Come on now. You yeah. know that. I came I came, uh,
3: I came off Push the wrong t- way.
0: Go ahead. I want to hear this because I know them very well actually. One so, of them better than the other.
3: So I don't remember I don't remember what I did particularly. I think I, I think I kinda do, but I feel like there was more to it. But so we were in a tag match and we were putting something together and then we had a finish thought of and then, but they were like, oh, we have to get check with Samu. And then it was intermission. So I was like, all right, well, if you guys are all right, I'm like, I'm going to go sell merch. I'm like, can you guys check in with Samu? Well, I guess they wanted to talk more. And I didn't know that. Well, I went to go sell merch. And then I got to, the, I came back and we were first after intermission. And I was like, hey, are we good? Like, is that finished? Is that finished finish fine? And they were like, yeah, they're cool with it. I was like, all right. Cause we had everything else figured out. So I'm like, I didn't know we needed to talk more. So I'm like, okay, like, my bad. But, Either way, I get in the ring and the first time that I got in the ring, I remember like somebody, you know, I don't, I don't remember what their names are, but somebody grabbed me by the hair like hard. And I was like, whoa, like ease up. Like what the hell's going on? And then, uh, I started getting the crap kicked out of me and I was like, what is, what is happening? Like, and they're much bigger than me. So there's nothing I could do. But then unfortunately the padding in the middle of the ring started to separate. And I remember they both gave me like a double clothesline or a double elbow or something like that. Either way, my head just straight hit the board. And then I had like the most tripped out, like, like everything was kind of like I had headphones on and I couldn't hear anything. Uh, And I was like, everything was in slow motion. And I'm like, what is happening? I was like, I think there's a girl in a yellow shirt over there. Is this deja vu? And I'm like, Oh my God, there she (laughs) is. (laughs) Oh no. And then I finished the match. And the only thing that I remember next is being in the locker room and kind of sitting there, and then they came back and I was like hey like you know what was going on out there and then they were like oh yeah because you you know you're a superstar and had to go and sell your merch and I'm like but we finished what, what's what's the problem and then they got more testy with me and then they wanted to fight in the locker room and then people kind of brought held them back and I was like what the hell did I do like I thought we were good like my bad you know um, and then after the show was over somebody came up to me and they were showing me pictures of the match and at one point like I was on the guy's shoulders I'm like I don't remember that, and then I was on the top rope, and I'm like, I don't remember that. So somehow I finished the match, mm-hmm. and then that was my f- also my first like, oh yeah, that saying of like the lights are on but nobody's home. I'm like, oh, that's real. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was a fun time. So wow, yeah,
0: you were taking us way back. Wow. All money is legal, hasn't been around for right. many many no, years. A so. long time. Uh, yeah, wow, I can't believe that Kate Pusha and K Murda uh, trained at the doghouse up there, uh, Long Island Wrestling Federation, with the likes of Homicide. Low Life louis Julius smokes that whole true crew yeah yeah um they're not around and you still are so that just goes to show about <laughs> attitudes and um i can relate to actually uh running in with like some new york i don't want to call them new york toughs but there's an attitude that the new york train wrestlers a lot of the times used to bring to the locker room and that was like ain't no punk yeah. you know mm-hmm. um so i i can empathize with that story i'm not going to get into mine but <laughs> now, i always i always want to know about things like that like uh especially when you when you come to like kind of a pretty boy, which a face which you really would be considered, uh, you know, just
3: I'm not I'm not a violent person. Like I'll I'll stand up for myself like when I need to. Mm-hmm. But like as far as like handling things out there or whatever, like I'll, uh, even a, another story. Um, so me and this other guy who uh, I don't even want to I don't even want to give him the credit of his name. So, um, Fair enough. he's, he's been spoken out. That's why I don't want to talk about oh, it.
0: We don't speak okay. of the ones that are so, been spoken uh,
3: out on. so him and I are, are not on good terms. And then I don't know why it's always WXW, but I, I wrestle for WXW and Samu puts me against him and I'm like, here we go. And I already knew what I was kind of looking into. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew what was going to happen and I, but again, I treat this like a business you know, I'm gonna do the best I can. So I went up to him at one point. I'm like, Hey man, what do you want to do? And he was like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, we'll talk later. And then I go up to him a little bit later. I'm like, Hey man, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'm like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later. So now it's like, literally like we're, we're up next. And I was like, Hey man, do you want to do anything out there? And he's like, no. I'm like, all right, I'll just see you out there. Cause I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I already know what you're doing. Right. 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 So immediately we get in the ring, we lock up, I feel him start to back me up. We get into the corner and he goes, all right, I'm going to slap you. He goes to slap me and I block it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. But unfortunately there's even times where like you get into it and you're, you're doing what you're supposed to. And at one point I remember he gave me a snapmare and I go over it and now I'm completely like okay, I'm open exposed, yeah. yeah. Because he's behind me. I don't mm-hmm. know where he is. And I, and I lost my focus for that moment. And he just came across the top of my head and just, Boom, like just hit me with this whole forearm right across my head like jarred my neck and everything like that i'm like okay you know and i feel like i might have got my jab in i really i don't gave even him a receipt. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't even remember what i did if i if i did yeah but i remember like the match being over no one was hurt like it was just a pissing contest whatever yeah, you want to call right. it we get to the back my wife was like you all right I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm like he got me once or something like that and then I even had a fan come up to me who yeah they're a fan but they like they understand wrestling a little bit more than I would say the average fan right. and they came up and they're like that could have been a lot better I'm like yeah it could have and he was like he's a jerk mm-hmm. and I was like oh all yeah. right so then it came across to somebody Right. but it is what it is they're gone
0: I like stories like that and um, <laughs> you know sometimes I'll push it to the max myself when it comes to I'm just pouring the tea for you I mean th- that's what uh,
3: that's what's not talked about a lot Yeah, you yeah. know and even too like so when I went overseas um, I got a lot of heat and there was to the point where the vet of the group that I was touring with said if you leave here with all of your teeth I'll be surprised But like everything that I was doing, like I didn't mean like I try to be the best person that I can be. Mm -hmm. And there was just little things that was just taken the wrong way. But I also and I didn't realize until afterwards. But like, here's a guy that's coming from the United States over to the UK and you're taking a spot from somebody from the UK that could be doing what you're doing. But you have the spot. So now you have to be way more respectful way more like appreciated that like you get this opportunity and I got an amazing opportunity, you know, like Danielson's talked about it William Regal, um, you know, all of these guys have talked about touring with Brian Dixon and and the all-star wrestling and I got Mm -hmm. to do that. Like I was truly blessed and again, like so there was a uh, at one point um, there's a gentleman by the name of Frankie Sloan who's a legend in in the United Kingdom. He he was teammates with um, Robbie obviously an NXT coach um so um at one point uh Frankie was always the guy that drove the van like he was just in charge of the van and we had put up the ring and we were gonna go to the store and um Frankie was like hey let you know let's go so I went up to uh Ollie who's um oh what is his name in WWE I only know him as Ollie uh man I'll come back to it but (laughs) Ollie uh Rampage Brown Rampage Brown who's in NXT um so I went up to Ollie, and I was like, hey, man, we're going to go to the store. And he's like, who's driving? And I was like, um, uh, and I know it's Frankie. I'm like, uh, uh, what's his face? And the vet heard me, and he was like, what's his face? Uh-huh. That's Frankie Sloan. How dare you? And I'm like, no, not what's his face. Is in like he's a no, like right. it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm so, and like, it's an American expression. Right, right. Got straight heat, uh-huh. straight heat for it. And then it, it was just like one thing after another of like, no, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't mean to do that. So then once like I kept opening my mouth which I try to tell a <laughs> lot of people like just even though, even when you're trying to not get in trouble I'm like you're probably going to get in trouble yeah. so don't <laughs> yeah so then when we were in the van I didn't want to talk so, because I'm, I'm like, I keep getting in trouble, so I pop my headphones in, and they're like, "Oh, look at this guy! Now he doesn't even want to talk to us." And I'm like, "No, <laughs>
2: you can't win." No, like, yeah.
3: but I but that may have been
1: half of the test, though. Like, I th- oh, yeah. it was definitely it was, the test, right, right, hundred percent.
3: And you know, after a couple of weeks, like, I legit, and I and I've said this before, like, I was ready to quit wrestling because I'm like, if I can't make it here, right, I'm like, what am I gonna do on tour with anybody else? Like, and I'm like, I feel like this is like the ultimate test. Like I was so worn down. I'm like, I'm not having fun. And this was like three weeks into the tour and we still had a good bit to go. And then just sooner or later, like I just learned from all my mistakes and fixed them. And by the end of it, that, that guy that, you know, said I was going to get my teeth knocked out. He was like, if you want to come back next year, it's cool. I was like, oh, cool. So I, <laughs> I got I got the thumbs up by the end of it
0: that's good that's great because i always that's another thing i want to know has there ever been a time in in our guests career where they were like you know what do i really want to keep doing this do i really <laughs> want to keep putting myself through this so i, I i'm glad that you bought up that, that was you, on- were, you know your metal your metal was tested
3: yeah that was honestly the only time that i ever questioned it because i was like and it was on me of like what like how am i how am i messing up so bad yeah, like i, I just know. honestly like so again, it was just more pressure on myself. But other than that, there was never a time in all these drives that I've done and I have crap matches or, you know, just things did not go well or bookers don't message me back or something like that. Like even now, you know, like I have so much pride by saying like I work for MCW and I was the MCW champion. Mm -hmm. And there's still times where like, I don't get messages back from people and it's like, no, I'm good. Like I know that it's, the right people are going to come right. along. The right people are going to respond sure. and everything like that. But as far as everything about quitting, no, that was just literally the only time. And that was like for a moment. I went to bed and I woke up the next day. I'm like, all right, I'll figure this out.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I want to bring you back to your time here at MCW. Mm-hmm. And you had this feud with Dante. And you are both two people who, like we said, attention to detail and bringing your best foot forward at all times. Mm-hmm. How was that working with Dante?
3: I love working with Dante. Um, I mean, again, just the attention to detail, like watching him with his, you know, with his crew and everything from the glass and the flask and just going down like it was all perfect. And again, credit to MCW and how he was trained, like perfect. Um, You know, it was just it was just so easy so easy every single night and then even that after that first show which i forget what the town was but that first time that i faced him i was like okay that was really good i was like oh hopefully we get to do more and then even that like i was surprised because i was every time that we had i had to do a promo here you know really you guys didn't give me any direction they're just like hey do you want to do one i'm like yeah of course like mm-hmm. this gives me time mm-hmm. so everybody's goal should be the heavyweight championship mm-hmm. so i talked about it in like two three promos and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah you're facing dante and i'm like how did that work? <laughs> I was like, you okay. spoke it into existence yeah. literally. Yeah. So then after we had that match, then it was like, I think maybe, maybe like two or three shows later, then it was, all right, feud. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well... That
1: worked.
2: That match was in Galena, by the way. G- yes, 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 yes. Nice work. I, <laughs> it's a nice little town. I, yeah. I, I like going to Galena. I like the, actually. I, like the venue, I really actually. like it. I mean it's a fire station. The people there are so cool though. But you know, that's a crowd that like if they like you, they'll really like you. You yeah. know, and, and they did. Well, so
0: I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not and not a I don't think I ever will be a promoter, but from a promoter standpoint, I can tell you that if I look at you as my prototype wrestler, and Dante as my prototype wrestler, that's a marquee match. Mm-hmm. That's a poster. Do you understand? Like, I can build you yeah. looking the way that you look, bringing what you bring to the table, and Dante, with the whole entourage, just like you said, the drink mm-hmm. in his hand, that's a poster for, and our main event of That's Paleta. a main event. Right. Exactly. That, that we can put that poster up all around parts of Kentucky, through Tennessee, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these guys are, but that big guy's got a headdress <laughs> on, and that guy's dress. got a whole crew with him. I want to see this. What are know? they drinking? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like just putting that box around the two mm-hmm. of you, perfect, perfect opponent. I think of an opponent that I don't think I've ever seen you work, but I want to know if you had any any interactions with, and that's Lance on Hawaii. Did you and Lance ever tangle?
3: I think we have had a singles match um, at WXW, and I know that we've tagged before. Um, But other than that, no, I don't I don't think there's been too many times that we've we've been in the ring together. But, you know, going back to your point of like just the poster, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, again, it's something that I, I love to, you know, to preach to people of like, don't blend into the poster like, yeah there's how many people are going to be on the poster. Like right. don't blend in. Well,
2: I don't yeah. know. Have you seen some of those indie posters that out there? Gracious. The whole lot. I know room, a graphic, I know a
3: graphic artist that I love to send all of the crappy posters to. And just, and we just, I send it over and I'm like, Hey, good morning. Here's your cup of coffee. And <laughs> <then> it's just, <laughs> it's, it's cringe level to them. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing too, you know, that works so well with Dante is because, and it's something that MCW does that not a lot of companies get to do is, you know, you have these people that are that are always in front of you. Like, we we do so many shows, so the fans know, you know, they know this person. They know this person. Like, they're regulars. And then everything that we do with Rage TV and, you know, our social media, like, it's easy to get things over then. And we don't get to do that everywhere else because everyone just worries about the next show and mm-hmm. not the next ten right. shows. Right. Yeah. right. So when, you know, like the, the show in Hollywood when, you know, uh, Dante was getting ready to spit his uh his liquor in me and I spit it back at him like the crowd lost it right. because they were like they, they weren't expecting it but like they know that that's his thing and you know what I mean so it's like it's just stuff like that where I'm like I'm yeah. never I'm never leaving this place <laughs> well that's it. good.
2: <laughs> All right well, we're going to take another quick break and we are going to come back and talk about other places that you've been including the own prom- your own promotion that you started so stay with us and we'll be right back with kakoa All right, we are back with uh, Phil Stamper, Larry and our guest Kakoa.
0: Yes, indeed. I'm shaking do. my head at you,
1: Tara. Tara, oh,
2: Tara. No, please don't. <laughs> so Everybody I-
1: Tara. No, Tara. You're not Tara. Please, me that. Please don't. Please do that. don't call yeah. me that. I
2: for backstory for context, I made a comment before we were on the air tonight that I used to get called that in school and I hated it because Tara. in my head it sounded like something that you scrape off the bottom of your Come shoe. Tara. My apologies to anybody who prefers Tara. the pronunciation of their Tara. name to be Tara. I am sorry. Okay, there. listen, you know Thank what you it Tara. reminds
0: me of? It's kinda of the way that Leo Rush says Tara. He always calls he, you Tara.
2: It, it's not I quite think it's his a accent. T- yeah, it's, t- it's t- not like for Lino whatever guitar. reason when he says it, there's just like a, a different, it's a softer A. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Oh, but
0: you some hear that, people. Leo, you're soft. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. No, it's not. Uh, what did we leave off on uh, hearing about Keikoa's promotion? Yeah, yeah we were uh, talking
2: we? about, well, we talked about his time here at MCW, but while you were working here at MCW, you were also starting your own company. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: That's a great question, Tara. Oh, uh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> no so um yeah i got approached by a uh, local gym owner um, when i lived in the poconos and he had just started his gym he wanted it completely different than everybody else's um because there's a Planet fitness nearby there's a crossfit gym nearby so he wanted to have just something that you know no other gyms were offering so he was like i i would kind of like to start you know like a wrestling school and a boxing gym are you yeah. interested and at first i'm like no because who the hell am i like i'm not one to you know, I, I know my, I know what my name value brings in the wrestling business and it's low. So I'm like, nah, I I don't think that'll work. Um, but then as I was thinking about it, because I've gotten to go to a lot of wrestling schools, you know, when I show up early and, you know, I'd like to work out with, you know, whoever I know what else is out there. And I, and I cringe and I'm like, uh, but I could, I'm like, I know, I know I'm not great, but I could do better than that. And I'm like, if they're out there, I'm like, I feel like I have to be, I have to bring some type of good. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, am like, I feel like I could do something. So, and there's, there's nothing there's in that nothing area. There.
2: That's what I was just going to say. I mean, I've been to the no. Poconos. There's nothing there. <laughs> no.
3: So that was my other big thing of like, well, where else are you going to yeah. train? Cause I was looking at it as like, you know, you could train a couple days a week then all the time. Now I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So I finally agreed to it. Um, and then me being the person that I am, whenever I dive into something, I'm like, all right, I'm going all out. So you know, then it was getting everything ready, getting the equipment and stuff like that. And then as the school was happening, I'm like, oh, crap. Now the now the kids need somewhere to work like okay. we need a home you know, promotion. So then it was, you know, getting lights, getting entranceway, getting custom, you know, um, skirts and, mm-hmm. and commentary equipment and getting literally everything because I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I want this to run as if I'm working for the big company is I want multiple cameras. I want people to actually do what and prepare what they're supposed to be preparing Mm -hmm. for. And it's very surprising. Even when you tell somebody like, Hey, there's three cameras out there. I'm like you. You can't miss three cameras, right? No, no, they can, you can. They can absolutely miss three yeah. cameras, yeah. but
0: you
2: can. They'll, or They'll pick the one side to put a rest hold on where none of the cameras are. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually yelled
3: that, uh, at at uh, rush hour for that because they came <laughs> up to 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 work for me and they came through the curtain and they just both jolted the other way and I'm like, and yeah, there they go.
2: <laughs> now, how did you come up with the name for your company?
3: So I was, I I liked work rate because I wanted it to be a playoff of some type of wrestling term, mm-hmm. but then as I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like work rate, entertainment, wrestling and they're like, I'm going to just work rate. And I was like, okay, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, just be different. But so, but yeah, um, we started up and you know, we, we only ran for the time that I was obviously, you know, in the North and then it was time to move to Florida and, but in the time that I, that I was doing it, like. I enjoyed it It, of course I already knew it's a lot of work but Mm -hmm. then it was like I know how much time and effort and investment that I put into all this stuff so then when something doesn't go right then it's like (sighs) do you know how much money that was like (laughs) just for the mere example of like the production equipment that we use that we could have three cameras all linked up to it at one point the like the the power source of everything I couldn't find the power cord for it and it's a specific cord Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a this is a couple thousand dollars worth and I, and I can't even use it. And right. I was ready to lose it. Like yeah. I, I did lose it. Um, oh,
2: so nobody puts things back in the right boxes there either. Oh, that's a no. common thing. That seems to be. No. We, we go through that a lot here too.
3: But I, I like to, uh, and, and I, get, um, I get a lot of people that kind of get surprised. Like even when they do, you know, when they do ring crew for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have everything separated. It's in totes. It's all labeled. And then people that have done ring crew, other places where everyone, it's just, it's just throw it in the truck and mm-hmm. let's get home. They open up my, they open up the door and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, it's,
2: those are labels.
3: Those are labels. <laughs> so we know where things go right? and then you don't lose them. And then they're organized and, mm-hmm. they, and they, I actually got a couple suitors students because of that, because they were, they, they came to help out to get set up and they're like, yeah, I want to train here mm-hmm. just because of, just because my ring was put away. Right. It's crazy.
2: Wow so you put all this time and effort into it and you know for it seemed like things were going well and then you moved yeah how
0: did that come about
3: Uh, so (laughs) uh, I got influenced by somebody Um,
0: was it court power
3: no (laughs) it was was all money is legal Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no so uh, I got fortunate again I'm just lucky um, I got called by WWE to, to do some extra work over the summer, like during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Which is another thing where I'm like, who's going to stay ready? Because who knows when yeah. the phone is going to ring? My phone rang in the middle of the pandemic, you know, like ah, prime example, but either way. So I got called down there and, um, you know, as I was down there since, um, you know, the performance center mm-hmm. wasn't, it, it's not being, well, I mean, it's being used, but like they can't really train there. Um, so they the roster was going to different schools to you know get their ring time in and to stay ready and you know get ready for pay-per-views or you know whatever have you. So I got to actually train with a lot of the roster and I was like, man, if I wasn't here, you know, during this time, like I wouldn't have been able to get this opportunity. I wouldn't be able to learn from all these people and I'm like, so then why am I not here? all the time because then I can take advantage of this whenever I want. Mm -hmm. So then I I called the wife and I'm like, yeah, I think it it might be time to move. And she was like, oh, I've already been looking at houses. And I'm like, "Ah," I'm like, slow, slow, slow down. I was like, I don't know. I got to think about it because we had a house. We had Mm -hmm. bought a house like three years ago and we had a daughter on the way. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, the kids on the way, like there's selling a house isn't easy. I was like, let me think about it. And then it took two hours on the flight over. And then I hopped off the plane and my wife picked me up and I'm like, all right, let's just do it. Like, let's just move. You know, so it was it was that quick.
2: Now your wife is in the business too. For those of our listeners who don't know, yes, so that probably helped for her understanding. Right, it was
3: it was a lot easier to 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 pitch to her. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, and you know, I, I I can't say how grateful I am, but you know, all of her family is up here, all of my family is up here, and it's like, hey, we're about to have a kid. Let's take the kid away from the entire family, and and in go the middle of, the of the a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> right? You know,
0: that's the way love goes.
3: Right. yeah so i can't i can't be more than <laughs> like
2: florida does that i picked up a, on a road trip and moved to florida too listen you know? and i, was like, I oh, I'll just live here
3: i've said this multiple times when you skip your first winter you go what the hell was i doing up there <laughs> yeah like yeah when uh, like mm-hmm. it's the second week of december i'm, I'm walking my dog it's like 7 a.m and it's already 70 degrees and i don't have a shirt on and i'm like this is amazing mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm like yeah i'm, I'm never leaving florida better
0: for the mind yeah. Yeah. yes
3: but um, but what was actually funny too was, so uh, my wife, Miss Sammy Pandora, was actually supposed to have her MCW debut, and then she got pregnant. Yep. <laughs> then I had to call I had to call Dean and Bruiser and all them, and I was like, yeah, my, my wife's pregnant. <laughs> you can take her off the show i'm pretty sure she's pregnant so yeah it was supposed to be actually uh me and her in a tag match i I think against dante and portia
0: oh wow yeah so Mm -hmm. like she
3: and it was i'm pretty sure it was in hollywood too.
0: Oh wow! i'm
3: almost positive it was in hollywood because they weren't we were like building her up to the japa shows Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm like wow you're debuting in hollywood like this is gonna be so much fun and we're tag teaming this is gonna be amazing Boom. Pregnant. Well. <laughs> so I ruined it. You ruined <laughs> it. I ruined it.
1: Now, how did the two of you meet? I'm guessing it's through wrestling, but.
3: Yeah. So, um, so we worked for a company called The Sanctuary, which is up in Hazleton. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hazleton. Yeah, Hazleton. Hazleton yeah. Excuse me. Um, So we were on the same show. She had worked like a six way or something like that. It was a god awful match. It, it wasn't her fault by any means. It was just a collection of like, it was mm. just a cluster. So I saw her like sitting in the locker room, like sulking, like she was so depressed. And at this point we had only ever said hi to each other. And I was like, wow, she's, I, I get it. I get why she's so depressed. So I went over to, to talk to her and cheer her up. And then we ended up finding out that our schedules were the exact same for like the next, like five shows. Oh, wow. So since she was like two hours North of where I was and all of the shows were South, I was like, well, why don't you just drive to me? I was yeah. like, then we'll ride together. Saves you gas money. Uh, of course, people are gonna be like, "What was your what was your other motive?" And I'm like, "To save gas." Right. Right. <laughs> like, I've been doing this long enough. I want to save gas. That um, does seem
2: to be a common in though. Many there. Yeah, they're we wrestling. ride together. We ride together. We ride then, together.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, she got very forewarned by a lot of people. Like, don't go near him. Like, we hear all these stories, and of I'm like, "Of course." <laughs> yeah. So the first time I actually rebe- I, I make fun of her all the time for this. So she stood me up the first time we were supposed to like get together. Like she was at some mall or something like that and mm. she was supposed to come over and i was like yeah just let me know when you're on your way and then she was like i don't think i'm gonna make it <laughs> and i was like oh, okay i was like all right so I'll, I'll see you next weekend like we have another show next weekend and then she finally was like all right let me just let me see what's going on let me see if yeah. if it, the rumors are true which of course they weren't because that's why they are
1: did she say I'm, I'm almost curious what the rumors <laughs> were it
3: was literally like like i was this I was getting around, and I was with this person. I was Could with that male person, <laughs> like, it, like at one point. So I was actually living with uh, my dear, dear friend Missy Sampson, and we love Missy. I yeah. the, she I call her Sissy Sampson because she's my sister. Um, so I was living with Missy Sampson at the time, and then there was a rumor that her and I were sleeping together, and she like heard about it and was like, "Huh." Like how did I get roped into this? And I at one point, um Renee Michelle had uh came and been my manager when I was trying to do the heel okay. gimmick because I wanted like this woman slave, so I got you know more heat with the fans and everything like that. So because she came and did a show with me, like oh he must be sleeping with Renee, mm-hmm. and then it was you know again it was just one thing after another. People just assume things, and well, the then the locker room is famous uh, for the rumors. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> it's a locker room, so right. I get it, but. But yeah, so once she figured out like, oh, he's, he's not that guy. Okay. So then we started hanging out more and then she never went home, you know, <laughs> <in her. laughs>
1: kind of like going to Florida. Like we're just going to stay here. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. I'm never leaving Florida. She
0: took a chance on you and now you wow. guys well, have well, a Well, that's your, How long have you guys been together now?
3: Uh, so we've been together for six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, our, we're, we're ce- celebrating our anniversary coming up and, uh, we actually just celebrated her first mother's day Aww. and, uh. Uh, of course, she double dipped this week. So it was Mother's Day on Sunday, and then it was her birthday on Wednesday. <laughs> and I was oh, like, wow. Well, I can't like I can't combine the two because it's her first Mother's Day. And then I'm like, okay, but it's her birthday, and she always like has this like I have terrible birthdays. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm taking her to Disney because she's a huge Disney mark.
2: Oh, you can't have a terrible <laughs> birthday there. Yeah,
3: no, like it, <laughs> it's the
2: happiest place on earth. It was funny, like That's I. Re- their- I, rec- oh. I
3: recorded like her reaction because I thought it was going to be much bigger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, so I got my daughter and um, I had bought her like this mini, mini mouse outfit mm-hmm. like a week or two before, like already knowing the promo that I was going to do. Right. You know, when I was going to surprise her. So I got her dressed up and then I was like, all right, let's pick out your clothes now. And I gave her a Disney shirt and I was like, here, put these ears on. And then she was like, what do I need?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, call off work. We're going to Disney. And but and like she went into adult mode like I got to call off work. Like what do, what's working and say I'm like, I just told you we're going to Disney like right. call off, you know. So she ended up getting excited later, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, at first I was it, it was it was pretty mellow the adult right. side came out unfortunately but that happens a good time. when you
2: become a mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of a sudden you're like yeah i don't i don't play hooky from work <laughs> like she, i she like gets dependents and stuff
3: she gets she's very much like the nervous mom like she'll see me like flipping my daughter power bombing yeah. her on the bed and all that mm-hmm. and she's like ah! but then she hears my daughter laugh and mm-hmm. she's like oh, i hate this i hate this because right. i can't i can't argue with the results
1: right how old is your daughter now
3: she's gonna be seven months soon Wow. A brand new baby girl brand new baby which uh you know again going back it's like there's so much that i want to be able to experience with my daughter so again going back to like you know being on the road and stuff like that i completely get it like if, if it especially if it's wwe aew you know wherever i hopefully end up landing i get it like it, it's all part of the job but as an independent wrestler you know and then and especially doing it after as long as i've been doing like i want to make sure like if i'm going out like it's, it's worth it at this point mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean like i want to make sure. sure that it, it it's, it's going to be with somebody that all right this was okay with time away from my daughter and my family
0: have you ever talked with anyone from mlw major league wrestling uh has there ever been any interest there
3: unfortunately not um i think it, it and it falls back on me because i need to be the you know the person that's hey who do i talk to hey who do i talk to but when I have so many people that you know, I see that I'm friends with or at least like I'm cool with and then they become successful, they go to this place and that place, I don't want to be that guy to be like, hey, so who do I talk to? Right. You know what I mean? Because, again, I want to be happy for that person and I want to mm-hmm. figure it out on my own. I don't want as much as nobody's going to open the door for me unless they feel like it's okay to open the door for that mm-hmm. person. But at the same time, I'm I'm still stuck in my old ways of like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So I just haven't haven't worked on that yet.
1: So where all now that you're down in Florida, like where all have you connected with? What all places are you working down there?
3: So I work for uh, Mike Orlando, who started his own company. Um, You know Mike Orlando, the Green mm -hmm. Machine. I think I I mean he was the Green Machine at one point. I don't think he calls himself the Green Machine anymore, but he is still Mike Orlando. Um, But yeah, he started his own company. It's called uh, Grind Time Wrestling, which is out of Sarasota, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. So I work with him. He rents my ring and uh, some of my equipment. So we got a, a good so relationship. So you took all there. your stuff with you? Oh yeah, I took everything. Good because I mean, again, to kind of go back, you know, with everything that I got, it, it was it was a it was a two part like it was for I, I could do a wrestling company, but at the same time as you guys know, like there's so many people when they run a wrestling company, it's okay. This guy is my DJ. Okay. This guy is my ring guy. Okay. Yeah. Here's my, this guy, here's my video. I'm like, well, if I just had everything you right. could just get from one person. Now you're not relying on four or five different people. I can also give it to you as a combo and I'll work the show on top right, of it. Right. So it was a way for me to get more bookings in business. Mm-hmm. business, the business, the business, the business, the, the, the business, business brother. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I work with Mike. Um, I work for WXW still. Um, so WXWC4 is in Allentown. Mm-hmm. WXW is out of Florida. Um, so Pops runs that down there, so I work with him. Um, and we also have uh, Pro Wrestling Action, which is debuting soon. Um, but other than that, I haven't like branched out too much just because of how much of a relationship that I want to make sure that I have for Mike because he runs my stuff mm-hmm. and for pops um and also because I know that MCW is gonna open up soon and I need yeah. to keep my schedule as clear as possible
0: I heard that
3: yeah oh it was funny because when I said I was moving to Florida everyone's like oh we're gonna miss you at MCW I'm like who said I was leaving
1: right. like
3: I, I didn't say I was leaving like absolutely not and I was still a champion at the time too mm-hmm. so I was like what do you think I'm gonna do like I'm just I'm just <laughs> like all right guys see you later I'm like no I'll be back
1: I was worried I'm not gonna lie I was
3: like oh no okay yeah
0: okay, no I'm ready <laughs> <laughs>
3: nope 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 still coming back
0: yeah, I remember that's, that's what happened with Des- Desmond Xavier uh, when he moved to Ohio that was it for him and mm-hmm. it's very uh, heartfelt uh, you know goodbyes that he, yeah. said when he, he said his farewells for just moving out there with all the, the Sammy Dave Chris mm-hmm. Jay Chris that whole crew Richie Swan
3: luckily I I've, I've gotten a lot of couches offered around here so again lucky so yeah I'll be back up
2: now, what do you do when you're not wrestling in Florida
3: Uh, I try to spend as much time as I can with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not a lot of time, um, you know, because when I'm not, uh, at shows then, you know, I'm training during the week. Um, you know, I like to try to have, you know, my beach days with her yeah. or we, we go to the pool or something like that, like whatever I can do with her, mm-hmm. um, which is it's crazy because, you know, before I was a parent and I would see all these parents like doing things with their kids at like a super young age, I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not going to remember anything. But like at the same time, like when I took my daughter to Disney and we went on like Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking around and right. she was like so attentive and i was like oh this is pretty cool though that yeah. like yeah. she's actually watching like she's not right. just like staring off right. you know into the distance which i always make fun of my mom for because since my mom's back up in pennsylvania she's like i'm missing everything and my daughter's not going to remember me i'm like she stares at the ceiling fan like she <laughs> she doesn't know what her nose is like i get it but I'm like it's okay like you'll be around when, she, when she's older yeah and just yeah. take
2: lots of pictures because like I used to do the same thing with my kids like I took them everywhere like we were constantly going somewhere we had memberships to everywhere like I'm a road trip person so yeah. I'm like let's go to DC or let's go to Philadelphia and they you're right they don't remember it but I, I took all these pictures and then you know now that they're older and they're teenagers I'm like remember this and they're like no we don't remember but wow that's really cool we went to all these places yeah <laughs> you know yeah so my wife they is the, remember it in some way
3: she's the big photographer which then i get yelled at they're like there's not enough pictures of sammy and the, and the baby and i'm like well i'm usually the one holding her and she's usually <laughs> the one taking the pictures but right, right. so i'm like but all right i'll make sure so now like I, I i'm trying to remember as much as i can like all right she has a baby okay camera out right so, as much pictures <laughs> as i can are the grandparents
1: oh, good, good with like zoom or other technology like live video no in face. Of course no not. Of course
3: absolutely not. not my dad my dad has a cell phone <laughs> finally my dad just got a cell phone like two years ago old school flip not even like a regular like i don't know samsung or something but Mm -hmm. like a a super old one so like a lot of times he's like send pictures of of my granddaughter and i'm like i did did you get it no and i'm like get a new phone like get get an (laughs) iphone so uh so yeah my dad's not good with it my mom is kind of good with it you know she's she's a little bit better but then she's still on the same of like she'll go on her laptop and she's like, I can't sign into the Netflix. And she's like, here's why can't I sign in? She's like, "You, this is the email address you gave me. I'm like, no, it's not. It's this. And oh, I wrote it down wrong. Like, you know, so yeah,
0: yeah no. the older your folks get, the more you find that you are the parent of your parents. Yes. And like kind of guiding them through things like tech and email and mm-hmm. messages. Um, so I can empathize with you there. I don't,
3: yeah it'll always be like well i'll tell a story with my mom and she's like that's not how it happened and i'm like no that's exactly how it happened she's like no i would remember (laughs) (laughs) and then and then like what's the netflix password and i'm like it's this and it's like "Ah, my you know brain fart and i'm like so which is it which is it ma
2: (laughs) you remember everything or you remember nothing come on yeah figure it out get on the ball i can kind of relate to that i can't remember any (laughs) passwords (laughs) that's what
3: so she'll pull out like this that she's like oh i gotta sign into this and she pulls out (laughs) The whole She's like alright Where is it Where is it I'm like why don't you Just have it in your phone I've an
2: address book So it's alphabetized That's why oh, I used to wow. keep my. Before I got an iPhone I legit from the, the dollar Rolodex. store Had an address book And I would flip it open And you know N was for Netflix And so yeah. I'd go to the N page And I'd see my Netflix I'd know my email address I'd know my password yeah. You know mm-hmm. And then I got an iPhone And everything now changed everything. And now it's like Oh I hit the password button I still gotta look it all up Cause yeah. I can't remember it But yeah. she,
3: she argues with me where i'm like what if you lose that paper because i'm like why don't you just put all that in your phone then you don't have to carry that paper around with you And she's like well what if i lose my phone i'm like what if you what if this gets wet (laughs) like (laughs) what if you lose this paper mom like come on like get 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 it together
1: you'll take the picture of her paper that way you have it on your phone yeah
3: like I'll, i'll tell you another funny story about my mom so she for christmas um she wanted um like a really nice like studio picture with me and my wife this was when we first got engaged Mm -hmm. she wanted to see the ring and everything like that she's like i'm gonna pay for you to go to JCPenney to go get to go get pictures done and i'm like or i'm like save your money because i know how much money you have i'm like don't worry about spending money i'm like i see photographers every weekend right i'm like let us i'm like we'll just come dressed i'm like i'll grab the photography like hey man can you just can you just do this for me real quick so i got the picture made right I got this beautiful like glass frame, so it's like a floating picture mm-hmm. in, in the middle of yeah. it. Oh, I like those. So I gave it to her and she's like, Oh my god, this is beautiful, you know, blah blah blah. So then the next time I go over to her house, I see the picture I gave her, but it's in a regular frame, like from the dollar <laughs> store. And I'm staring at it, I was like, What happened to the frame? And she's like, What do you mean? I'm like, That's not the frame I got you. She's like, Well, the frame you got me it was too big for the picture. <laughs> And I'm like, she, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, the the glass was like this big,
0: <laughs> the picture was only like this big. Like, that's what was so I supposed strange. to do with it? I was like, Ma, that's what it's supposed <laughs> it's to be. Decorative. Right. It's it's a floating picture. Ma's old school, okay. I want borders <laughs> on my frame. She's want... gonna hear
3: this. She's gonna text me.
0: She's like, "How dare you yeah. do this to me?"
3: Oh, that's <laughs> I'd speci- I'm like, I only do podcasts so I can make fun of my mother. There you go.
1: <laughs> I'm lo- I'm noticing the accent too, by the way. Every time you... <laughs> and she doesn't even talk like that. It's just my it's just my <laughs> it's just my mom, mom voice. Yeah, yeah, that's the
3: mom voice I have to do because I have to make her older than what she is, so that you're like, ah,
0: how dare you do this to me?" Well, I think I need to exercise my mom voice right now. And uh, with that said, it's time for one of my favorite parts of every MCW cast. And, you know, Phil, that last line of questioning that you provided for our guest, K Keikoa, was a great segue into the indie Roundup. Oh, Lord. But we're going to do it a little different because we've got the man of the hour, and I'm not talking Leo Rush, with us right now. That's you, Phil. And after a lot of fan analytics, we've decided that, all the fall with flying in the graphics and <laughs> we're going to the indie roundup. We don't need that. Especially with you right here at the table with us. So with that, Phil, you and I are prolific, ubiquitous figures in the entire wrestling industry right now. I like yes. ubiquitous. Yeah, you like well we Wait, are. You, you like it or you don't like it? I like it. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I was I like, mean, why wouldn't you like it? <laughs> if, if, if uh I'm an iPhone, you're a galaxy. And that means everybody's got us, uh, you know, it's somewhere right there. <laughs> uh, somewhere around the country. So I think that you and I can just dish in Keikoa and Tara, if y'all want to jump in on this, but let's do our indie Roundup. First topic of discussion, not late-breaking, but just within the past few weeks, Dark Side of the Ring, the Nick Gage story was on Vice TV. It was everywhere. It was on everyone's
1: lips. What did you think of it? I mean, it, it was... At the By the end of it, I've heard a different feel from different people about how they felt during it, but by the end of it, you actually, you felt uplifted. You felt very positive about what happened with, with him.
0: Well, he has a tremendous story. He does. And it kind of unfolded like a storybook from his origins to all of the trouble with the law to losing his brother to his redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were able to package that in one solid hour. Some of my favorite parts of it were the behind-the-scenes looks. Uh, and what was going on when those matches were being put together and uh, his perspective on uh, the, the injury with Thumbtack Jack where he almost died. Yeah. Um, and also uh, the David Arquette when things kind of got a little hairy between him and David Arquette mm-hmm. in that one match that they did out there in L.A. So uh, if you haven't seen it at home, fans, you can grab it on YouTube. It's been uploaded and flipped by some users, so you can watch the entire dark side <laughs> of the ring. And hey, Not you- that Larry's
1: telling you to do anything illegal.
0: Well, I mean, I didn't upload it to YouTube, I'm yeah, just telling you. Just, you, that, you just okay. say, hey, "Hey, you can go you watch, can't it. Go watch and it." You have to,
1: you just have to look it up yourself. Right?
0: Yeah, and, and also uh, shout out to our very own Larry Legend cameo in the Dark Side oh, of yeah. the Ring. Um, so
1: knew there uh, was an ulterior motive.
0: Of well, I mean, it it, it was it was yeah, news it for a while, but um, also in the world of uh professional wrestling and kind of indie wrestling, uh, we lost a ECW icon, legend, the original mm-hmm. gangster New Jack not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. to his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, One thing that I wanted to bring up about that whole tragedy is, and I brought this up in previous editions of the cast, New Jack had a uh, A transgender son that uh, he actually wasn't claiming. She goes by the name of Washington Heights, a bad drag performer. And when I say bad, I mean bad good. Uh, mm-hmm. In the Baltimore scene, I was like, "Why are
1: you just calling her out?" No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> she's she's no, she she's bad. bad. She yeah, bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. bad. I, was, I needed you know, the inflection, and
2: she called him out and addressed yeah, yeah. it and took it public and said, "This is my father, and he is not acknowledging me." But hey, this this is who I am, and you should know this.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I, it turns out that um, uh, after New Jack's passing, uh, New Jack's wife contacted his his uh, estranged sixth child, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she told Washington Heights that your dad watched your performance at Paris's Bumping, which was a IWTV exclusive bar ball LGBTQ themed show. Mm-hmm. Your dad watched your performance at Paris's Bumping, and I think there was another polyam cult show by MV Young. Yeah. That, that Washington Heights performed. She does, you know, dra- a drag lip syncing, and uh, he said he he loved everything that you did on uh, both of the performances, oh, and great. that he was trying to work in a way to. Work with yeah. his son, his uh, talented, you know, bright, shining uh, light that he bought into this mm-hmm. world. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be. You were
2: trying to call, a, a, you were trying to put this together and call both of them out on social media, I remember, cool. you know, to, yeah. to get them to appear together. Well,
0: here's the thing I did one of, oh, one of, I did New Jack's last show, yeah. which was ICW No Holds Barred 11, then and now, down in mm-hmm. Tampa. Uh, I got to bring him out, well, you know how New Jack comes into the ring with a... Psh- right. that—that's really his introduction. Right. His, his his entrance is more than a ring introduction, but I at least got to announce his team as the winning team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna try to you know see how he was feeling and kind of try right. to attempt to approach that like, hey, would if Washington Heights just ran out right now and cut a promo at the end of you doing that? What would you say? But
2: yeah, because she's relatively local to us, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I
0: was tr- I was. New Jack was, I was, but uh, that never never came to be. But just from all of us here at the MCW Mm -hmm. Pro family uh, to New Jack's family, including Washington Heights, our condolences, and what a personality, Mm -hmm. what a legend, what uh, an unforgettable, unforgettable figure in the world of professional wrestling was New Jack. I just want to say, New Jack was one of the first African-American pro wrestlers that uh, didn't always win, but to me, as a young kid growing up, I was like, he fights... Like, uh, like what I would think that a black guy would fight, like notwithstanding the talents of a Virgil, of a Coco Beware, Mm -hmm. of all of the, you know, wrestlers that I came up on. New Jack made me think like, oh, yeah, this is the way like a street fighter that was black would 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 fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he could work, too. And Mm -hmm. um, we're going to miss him uh okay so i already got the ball roll in this <laughs> indie roundup with little you know dark side of the ring what do yeah. you got you took a lot of my thunder already well, I, I was like because he's, he's the, we the legend a, right.
2: we, we did have another passing in the uh independent
0: oh yes indeed scene
2: too so we don't want to neglect D- we that don't well, I'll, I'll say that um so and also our condolences to the uh, family of dick karakoff yes indeed. yeah um you know a, a, Staple here Staple. in the Maryland res- tri state area wrestling scene. We just were talking about him last week when we had Bob Starr on and he had mentioned he was in poor health. And then on the same day as New Jack, we learned that he had passed as well. So, um, you know, I have known that family literally my entire life. His wife, lovely wife, was my cheerleading coach. And his son was one of my good friends, and I, I was um, glad that I finally got to work for Dick Karakoff uh, maybe four years ago with Mickey James. And i would known him all these years and never worked with him. So our condolences to the family of Dick Karakoff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, he, he's one of those names like uh, Geno Moore, Dick Karakoff, yeah. you know, those names that kind of, you know, staples of our industry from a – promotion standpoint that you always like i yeah. you hope to work for them many one an
2: mcw poster has his name because it was his promoter's license
0: for years and years that we use so and yep. that's kind of what our family is how about yeah. this one i got one i'll feed to you i'll pitch this sure. one to you underhanded we mentioned keikoa that when i first met you it was in czw wrestling you were the flying hawaiian keikoa gross <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. was I was Larry Kennedy Phillips. That's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, really there were are. there were a few rumblings on the
1: Twitter universe recently. Um, Phil, you want to touch on that? So, CZW's uh, social media posted just the word "soon," Hell, oh, and yes. both of us have had the the individual pl- pleasures of working for for CZW. <laughs> Kakoa you have two and. Um, knowing that the, tr- the trouble, I have to say the trouble that, that, that company has sometimes brought itself, uh, that isn't always the best. The fact that beyond before speaking out, things were called that. I mean, I, I think yeah. if you visit Lefisto's social media, like she could tell you a little bit more about some reasons why she doesn't care for the particular owner of CZW. And so everybody thought, especially now with, with the pandemic, oh, they're done. Okay. It's time. Like we're, we've moved on. And now the rumblings are after that post, and even before that post, because I was somewhere before that went out, and people were like, oh, yeah, so I was just talking to them, and they're coming back.
3: But the the internet, like, they tweeted soon, and the the internet went, (laughs) no thanks.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of like the Homer Simpson (laughs) meme, just like, like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go
3: into the bush.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it did. It did cause quite a stir because CZW has been dormant since I would say April of 2020. Yeah. Uh, April of 2020 was the last I, time they tweeted when uh, Danny Havoc, the Deathmatch Drunkard, passed away. They mm-hmm. sent out uh, their condolences to him. But other than that, we haven't heard hide nor hair from CZW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a pun there! I sometimes I'm a poet and I don't even. Wow. Know it. Wow. Uh, yeah, we have He heard- called. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's, uh, okay. I, say, I say a good four topics uh, on, on every indie roundup. Yeah. So we talked about the dark side of the ring. We talked about CZW. Uh, how about this? One of the last images that we saw from MCW social media was you, sir, the general manager of MCW Pro, and you had a championship belt right next to you. And Keikoa, if I remember correctly, it was the same championship belt that you. In a magnanimous gesture donated or awarded to the the family of the bruiser. Mm-hmm. So on this indie roundup, old general manager, can we just hear an inkling of what you got cooking here? Well
2: <laughs> I'm not jumping in there because, you know, we do have a championship committee. Oh, have I, tried the, have the, I pulled the a, stunt I'm before? the executive of the I mean, championship just committee, slightly. but yes. <laughs> and
1: and if I'm correct, uh, you know, some of our fans who attended our, our special signing event may have gotten a little bit of a sneak peek at what is to come here at MCW mm-hmm. with that championship. So we're reviewing... A lot of the options are of what is going to come. Yeah, my eleven-year-old kid
2: wants to know who he's facing for that title. Yeah, Yeah. 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 (laughs) he's ready. I mean, you have to convince him otherwise. He wants to know who who's worthy. Well, I don't know if you guys (laughs) caught my
0: angle here, but I gotta say, with Keikoa, you kind of being the last person to, Mm -hmm. you know, hold a victory associated with that belt, you gotta be wondering what is going on here.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's not like I accidentally lost it. Uh, right. you know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much wondering myself because a lot of people have been reaching out to me. Like, are you still champion? I'm like, I don't even know. Well, I'm not saying you gave it away either, but you gave it away. I did. Yeah, I did, and I would do it again a thousand times. Yeah, but for the uh, reason you did,
1: absolutely. 100%. But uh,
3: yeah, I'm very much in the same boat as uh, as Larry over here. I wanna I wanna get the I wanna get the dirt sheets on this.
0: Yeah, that's a little known fact about me. I never I don't like being a part of that conversation because. As an announcer and terror, you may be mm-hmm. able to relate to this. You know, I'm right out there with the fans. I've got a job to do, right. but I'm watching along too to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And that was an emotional, uh, you know, moment. And I can almost feel myself definitely being emotional for how this now unfolds with us mm-hmm. getting ourselves back together, knowing that that championship is not only the last belt, you know, and, that you defended, but that's Bruiser's
1: championship. And just just logistically, we. We, we were in a p- pandemic. <laughs> right. for, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, Which, how long but, I mean, we get, still are,
0: but and, you know. But I get
1: Danny Mays
3: True. tweeting, commenting, posting every single day, week. What, what are you going to defend that heavyweight championship? What kind of champion are you? And I'm like, we're in, in a, a pandemic cuz Danny Mason <laughs> then, then Danny then Mays fu- a
1: little bit of a, uh, he pushes it and then I, f-
3: I finally I finally a did little, and a little, I don't, little, I don't little think he was little. there Yeah
1: he wasn't there no, he, no, he, was he was not there uh, he, he was, was not, not there No so there's that thought of not a full reset we're you know we're still MCW Pro we still have all the talent that we still have but it's about the fact that people need to get reestablished to come back need to come back and see us need to get re refamiliarized with all of us again and and i like, hey, the door could open. Oh, look. Kakoa.
3: I'll just put up one of my autograph photos. And just say, <laughs> you hey, hey, you member.
0: <laughs> you member. We, you member. Member. <laughs> member. Yeah, Oh, we I mean, member. I, you know, may,
1: maybe there was more to the photo that you didn't see. You know, maybe I'll may, raise up a helmet. I don't know. All right. Well, All
0: you right. know what? I think I'm going to put a tiger on this tail, fans. That was a reimagining of the Indie Roundup. Let us know on Twitter at MCWCast2021. All how you liked it, us just dishing around the table with our mm-hmm. guests and Tara, as opposed to the numerous dates. Let us know if you like the topics we talked about. Let us yeah. know if there's anything that you know about that's going I on mean the, in indie wrestling. For I'm, us and to, and I'm
1: glad we're doing this because, like, I I even our our fabulous director behind the scenes. I I would even say like, is there anything I should bring up that
3: like we can talk about that more or less? It's you. You are in the circle of, of independent wrestling. Like <laughs> You're in the circle of it all. And then to add to that, every time I turn anything on as far as independent wrestling, I see Larry pop up everywhere. I'm like, oh, there's Larry again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what two better people to do the indie Roundup than, than you two?
0: When We met each other in 2009 in Connecticut doing PWS, oh, the six yes. 7 uh, title tournament. Yes. That's when we met each other. And it was love at first sight. Aww. And with that said, <laughs> on that note, whoa. Yeah, that, <laughs> whoa. Well, you, we love you. And on that note, this has been another exciting edition of the MCW cast. Oh,
2: we're not done yet. We're just taking a break.
0: Oh, I'm we? sorry, Tara. I didn't know, <laughs> know why. <laughs> you
3: bad. The championship beauty You know what? I had
2: hearts in my yeah, eyes. Not bad as for... in good. You bad. We've got a couple <laughs> questions for our guest. Oh, yes, indeed. And of indeed. Course, I, thanking, I, our, um, thanking our uh, coffee club subscriber so that's it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take a break and then we'll do that.
3: Whatever the championship okay. executive wants to do.
2: The executive to the championship committee.
3: Yeah the assistant to the regional manager. <gasps> what?
1: It's a it's, it's an a thing. Right. It's a this whole gave officer. me the title. It's an office right, record. We'll it will be back. I was the assistant to the regional manager, for the director of talent relations before so please Executive. I am the general manager and she is the advisor to the executive no, commit. I'm, oh, I'm the sorry. Executive
2: gonna... to the championship committee. Are
1: we
0: back? Yes. Okay, let's go. F- let's go with the <laughs> questions. <'cause laughs> I'm like, what is going
1: on? Well, that's a great segue. Tara. All right.
2: So, wow.
1: I'm kidding. I, I do apologize. Can I just Ta- set
2: the timer already? Okay. So, Kakoa, yes. We have a couple of questions yes, for you. T- Tara. <laughs>
1: I have to
3: enjoy this while I'm here.
2: All right. So, if you could have a dream match with any star from any generation in any company, who would it be?
3: Uh, not Lord Diaz, uh, not <laughs> any of the cartel. Um, uh, to be quite honest, I mean, there's there's literally so many. If I had to, if I had to say one right away without thinking about it, probably Randy Orton. Okay, um, but there's a lot of people that I want to face for different reasons and 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 like different platforms. Like the amount of times I faced Adam Cole mm-hmm. is, and I love Adam. And I, now I want, I want to face him up there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, or like I want to face Steamboat back in, or excuse me, uh flare back in the day when he was facing Steamboat all the time, because right. I'd, I'd like to experience that. Um, so yeah, the, it's a, it's a long, it's a laundry list.
2: Okay. Um, if pro wrestling wasn't an option for you, what do you think you'd be doing instead?
3: <sighs> Lord, uh, I would honest, to be quite honest, I would be 400 pounds <laughs> and I would be playing call of duty probably every day i love playing video games and i love just like watching movies and i love my lazy days yeah so yeah i honestly i don't know i've been asked this a lot of times of Mm -hmm. like what would you do if you weren't wrestling i'm like i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. and i feel like even after my time in the ring is done like i'm gonna be training or i'm gonna leave the
1: business no you know you have a ring (laughs) yeah
3: i have i'm gonna i'm gonna be involved in some way so once you're Mm -hmm. in you're in yeah Mm
2: -hmm. okay so, and then another question is: What are the chances of you uh, tag teaming with Sammy in a mixed tag match? I know that it was going to happen and didn't happen. We talked about that. So, what about taking the family on the road and you know?
3: <laughs> and I keep saying my daughter is doomed. Like two two parents in the yeah. business, um, which uh, you know I've also talked about because like they're like, well, you can't press wrestling on your daughter. I'm like, I'm not going to. But but right. When you think about it, like if a normal dad has a a lawn care business, and they're like, "Hey, you're off for the summer. All right, come work for dad. Like, come cut yeah. lawns and come do this. Like, learn how to be, you know, how to hustle and do all this work. Yeah. Like, my daughter's gonna be moving rings. Right. Like, that's what that's what I do. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's very much in the works that my wife is working on, um, her comeback, and actually, her and I have both, uh, just recently reached out to um some bodybuilding trainers um so we're about to go through some some strenuous work mm-hmm. um in the next couple months uh for the rest of, for the remainder of the year so it's all in the works and i really i really want her to get here i because she missed that moment I, yeah. I i took it from her essentially so <laughs> we're working on it
2: yeah and it can definitely be done and i I mean i did it myself i mean you know i brought carriers and i brought pack and plays and i'd set them up in the corner of whatever locker room and yeah. i'd go out have my match and come back scoop the I mean, kid up and you're, mommy's you're, back. your
1: kids are a staple of mcw i, I mean i don't
2: it. i didn't give them a choice i mean like yeah. i had Bander, to because course, like you said i mean right? both parents working in the business you kind of don't have a choice and and Bruiser and I weren't always working for the same promotions necessarily either. So he'd be one place and I'd be w- taking whichever kid or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it, it can definitely be done. And I always, when I would hear people leave the business because they, oh, I have a family now, I'm retiring. And I'm always like, what? Why would you do that? I don't Can't you just put him in the car? Yeah, like, I don't like, understand that.
3: <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you're not going to take your kid on the road, are you? And I'm like, sure. I have... 30 babysitters in the in the locker room yeah. like yeah.
2: that's so funny because my kids remember that they're like oh wait i remember dan's sister used to babysit me that person used to babysit me i remember and yeah. they remember that and yeah. you know they're they're fine because of it you yeah
3: know? like we have i have more than enough and i even made the joke i'm like she's gonna grow up and be like how many uncles do i have right yeah and i'm like why you're like because you brother brother everybody why are they <laughs> all
0: so big yeah <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <Makes> <laughs> I was like think, <laughs> makes me think of little dakota dust remember her yes oh, yeah Rundle and du- mm. Terry what is she Rundle? up to yeah. i'm you sure you know, what, she's, know. Not a, she's not doing anything in the
2: business well, that's good yeah <laughs> all right last question probably the most important one where's your favorite drop in Warzone?
3: oh where's my favorite drop mm-hmm. oh prison run prison run all day <laughs> you have to go to the prison uh you you uh doesn't matter i mean it has to make sure you have to make sure that the prison is not on the direct path of where you're dropping from because if it's too if you're dropping too close to prison it's going to get hot so you got to be a little bit further away from prison you got to hop out you got to get the chopper you got to fly all the way to prison so then you can load up on all this stuff without having to worry about everybody else so you're building all that money you're building up everything and then on top of it you grab the most wanted so you grab the most wanted and then you get like a ton of cash, like right away, and no one's bugging you. So then, once you're all established, and you're like, "All right, now where are we going to go? Like, now let's figure out where to go." I think it's a solid strategy, and we got a lot of wins from that mm-hmm. at the start of the pandemic when no one really knew how to play Warzone yet. And then now it's like, anytime we drop, we're like, "All right, yeah, it's a prison run." And then we see four other choppers flying there, and I'm like, "Everybody figured it out!" <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, wow. Now it's hot all the time. You, you know, know, we've
2: talked a lot of uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff here tonight, but this is the most animated you've. <laughs> about it. I, well, get, I mean I you get said hyped if he up. wasn't doing wrestling
3: this It'd is be what video it. Is. yeah
1: i this can be a, see that you is have that there same a new passion map now like did they nuke the island no, or
3: i mean they did so what they did was instead of nuking and then creating a whole new map they just changed a bunch of colors they changed a couple buildings they they did some minor changes and they call it verdansk 1984 it's kind of like they went back in time uh, okay. which i'm assuming like i don't know anything about you know all that stuff but my assumption is they had this idea for a brand new map they ran out of time and they're like this isn't this is either going to cost too much money or like we were running out of time so like let's just change a couple yeah. things and then boom it's back in time and then they yeah. that's how that's how they're keeping they might have around.
1: learned some lessons from Fortnite too because Fortnite did bomb new thing and then everybody went ah uh, yeah and so now they're actually merging it back to be like the original island
0: well i mean at the end of the day they're gonna do what they want to do and we're just gonna buy that's just yeah, yeah it's all right. about the well game. if
3: i can get my hands on a ps5 so anybody that's listening if you oh. have one let wow. me know let please. You, it first, you can contact
0: me and, and i
1: will let
2: him know that someone buys for someone it is yeah, very it
3: is, is <laughs> and if if you got a lady or or man what you know whichever your preference if you've got that special someone and they get you a PS five, you better never let go because somehow <laughs> they got their hands on one or they just said, all right, screw it. I'm just pay the extra money. And here I go. I got one because I can easily go get one. Yeah. I could easily go pay somebody, you know, nine hundred dollars, but they're retail five and I'm like, the highest I'll go is maybe seven fifty. Anything over seven fifty, I'm like, all right, come on. Like
2: Yeah. I I don't even like paying full price for anything, so I'm definitely not paying over price.
3: But (laughs) I mean I was even I almost bought my myself one and then I knew a friend of mine that wanted one. And they were trying to get it also. And I was going to give it to them. Yeah. And they're also a member of the MCW family, Mr. Pat Anthony. Um, I was just going to give him my PS5 because I knew he wanted it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he ended up somehow, I think he got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he did get one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so yeah. now you got one, but I don't. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, help me. Help me.
0: <laughs> All right. So well. fans, that's the first er- forever in the <laughs> MCW cast uh, history. Kakoa has asked you if anyone knows. Hashtag
3: ask, ask MCW up. cast and say, "Hey, I got a PS5. Hook me up.
0: <laughs> we want
3: to hear from you. I want it. Yeah, I just, just let me, just let me have it. Just, 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 I've been trying for months.
0: Just, just uh-huh. come
3: on. Well, I'll give you an MCW heavyweight championship shot. Hey,
0: there you have it right there. Put that uh-uh. on the marquee. Put that it. on We're the not, marquee.
1: No. You All heard right. it here okay. first, fans. You heard it here first. On, on, un- uncommissioned un- street fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just make all sure That right. well, I know nothing about Am
0: I good, am mm-hmm. I good to, Okay yep. well You know That is I think Time to put a tiger On the tail I
1: had to look up Dakota Runnels And see what she's up to She's actually in Film and television production Good for well, her good
0: for doesn't, make, all right. doesn't
1: surprise me at all see? But uh,
0: we are gonna end This episode of the okay. MCW cast But you know where You can catch us Every Tuesday night at 8 On all of those platforms That Tara rattled off At the onset of this cast I'm MCW legacy announcer Larry Legend For Phil Stamper Tara and Koa, thanks for joining us we'll see you next week